about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 thanks for joining us today this is the hour of intercession i'm pastor joseph parker we invite you to look with us to begin with in the word of god in the book of ephesians ephesians chapter 5 beginning at verse 1 Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ who loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories foolish talk and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them, for the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity In these evil days, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you once again for your word. Thank you for the wonderful and the powerful and the mighty gift your word is to us. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that this important truth that the word of God is you and you are your word. Thank you for the opportunity for us to open your word and thus spend time with you one-on-one every single day. Father, fill us anew with your Holy Spirit and anoint us afresh with the spirit of prayer. Empower us to be the praying church more and more faithfully that you have called us to be. We thank and praise you for the opportunity to be your vessels in this world every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. 
Our producer is Isaac Jackson. Isaac is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for these moments, and I ask that you would open up our hearts, minds, and ears so that we can hear your word today. Father, I ask that you'd speak to us personally and intimately, and I ask that we would see your character truthfully as who you really are. Thank you so much, Father, for Jesus. Thank you so much for coming down as a man. Thank you so much for taking our sins on the cross. And Father, I ask that we could all live more and more in faith each day um, in belief that, that we're saved, that you can make us whole and perfect, and that you have overcome sin. In your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We're very honored to have with us once again as our co-host today, Jade Holyfield. She works here at the American Family Association, and she very graciously carves out time out of her busy schedule to join us sometimes. So we're grateful to have us. Jade, always good to have you. It's a joy to be here. Thank you. All right. And uh, once again, tell our listeners just a little bit about you so they'll remember who or better know who you are. (laughs) I'm telling you why I'm laughing because things just change around here, you know. But um, for many years, I coordinated our Marriage Family Life Conference and I produced one of our shows for many years. Um, I'm a servant of the Lord. I occasionally co-host with On Hannah's Heart where we talk about infertility and miscarriage. I'm in that season myself with my husband, but overall, servant of the Lord, just aiming to encourage other believer, believers in this walk of life that that I heard someone say, life be life in. I know that's not proper English, but um, I just strive to encourage others through the word. Amen. Amen. And from time to time, we have the privilege of having you as a co-host on the Hour of Intercession, too. And I enjoy it. Yes, so sir. We appreciate that. I'm going to ask if you'll take a moment to pray at this time near the beginning of the broadcast yeah. as well. Yes, pardon my voice, y'all. It is that time of the season, okay? (laughs) But, um, man, Father God, it's always a joy to come to you. (sighs) It really is. Lord, I thank you for your word. And I just ask that um, today that as we... um, open up your word, Lord, that we will minister to those who are tuning in, that you will also minister to our hearts. Um, life, be life in, and it can be discouraging and and tough and hard, but I'm always reminded of Christ where you said, Jesus, that in this life, we will face trials uh, and tribulations, but we are to be of good cheer for you have overcome the world. And Lord, I'm so grateful that Jesus lives within us. The overcomer lives within us, which reminds me that we can overcome anything that comes our way. Father, help us to have the right perspective that all trials are not from the enemy, that there are trials that you bring upon us to grow us, to sanctify us, to make us more like Christ. Help us to embrace that. And um, I thank you that your word says that we move from glory to glory in Christ Jesus. Help us to honor you in the midst of the lives that you've given us and help us to have a heart of thanksgiving in jesus name i pray amen 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 thank you jade thank you again for being a part of our listening family today we're looking specifically at the topic love gives and uh, one of the foundational scriptures is the passage we just read ephesians 5 verses 1 to 20 but also then one of the best, if not the best known scripture in all of the word of God, John three sixteen, which tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Again, very important truth throughout the word of God, love gives. Love doesn't take, love gives. And, of course, the word of God lets us know that God is love. 
And the greatest giver in the universe, of course, is God, our Heavenly Father. So as we look at this topic, part of our goal is to encourage us to walk that love out and to know, too, that a big part of walking out and walking in the love of God means a life full of ministry, a life whereby the Holy Spirit reaches through us to share the love of Christ with the world around us, which desperately needs that touch of love as well. And so, again, going back to Ephesians chapter 5, and I'm going to read the passage one more time. And uh, I want you to listen to the details of what it says, because remember, it starts out by talking about us imitating God. Now, if God commands you to do something, obviously he wants you to do it. He's telling you to do it. And for people to think, well, if, if you imitate God, you know, well, how can you imitate God? Well, apparently you can, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can. God wouldn't tell you to do something you can't do. So pay a close attention to the details of the passage. Again, Ephesians 5, starting at verse 1. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse their sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I once recall hearing a minister quote a very powerful and encouraging passage. He said, be kind to everyone for everyone's fighting a hard battle. Mm -hmm. We live in a world where the greatest need of every human being is to be saved. But once a person is saved, even once we're saved, again, we still fight heavy battles. 
And so Better the need is for us to <laughs> disciple and encourage others as well. And so yeah. did you want to share your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, no, I was just going to add, um, I think another aspect when it comes to believers is a person first realizing that, hey, I need to I need to now grow in Christ. Some people get saved and are just churchgoers. There's, I feel like there's two different types of people. There's, well, of course, they're saved and unsaved. But then they lack, lack the discipleship. They lack desiring to grow in the Lord. Because um, when we come to Christ, when we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, okay, you've made that the best decision ever. You've converted over, but now it's time for you to be sanctified. And that's where it hurts. If we're going to be honest over here, you know, (laughs) sanctification is no joke. Oh, my goodness. But um, but it's a beautiful thing as well. It's like turning into a butterfly, you know, um, when you come to Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a truth that I think is a very good truth for believers to grasp, too, is that we're called, as Matthew chapter 28 tells us, we're called to go into all the world and make Make disciples. disciples. So making disciples is to be a lifestyle for believers where we live every day seeking to live in such a way that we're pointing people to Jesus or helping them to grow up in Jesus Mm -hmm. as well. And the fact is, you know, when we share truths and insights and encourage others to latch on truths from God's Word to help them, you're giving away important gifts. Absolutely. Because just for example, anytime you challenge a believer to start reading their Bible every day and they hear that and they take and run with it, it changes everything in the Christian life. Yeah, Pastor Parker, and I, I know I've said this to you before, but you're one of the best people that does that. And, and it reminds me of Paul, 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 6, where Paul tells Timothy, he says, let me remind you to stir up the gifts. And what that tells me is that in our walk as as believers, we're going to have those those moments in our lives where we're mm-hmm. going to be slacking. We're going to be slacking on, our, on per, our pursuit of the Lord, unfortunately, because we live in a fallen world and there's distractions. We're going to be slacking. We're going to need our fellow brothers and sisters to encourage us. Hey, come on, get back on that train. You Mm -hmm. got this. And um, that's a good thing. That's why he tells us also in Scripture to not neglect the fellowship of the saints. There's a reason why we are the body of Christ and why this is a family, because we're going to have our our lows. Uh, That's right. And so I would say this, that it's so important for us to be mindful, too, that every believer has the Holy Spirit. Yes. The Holy Spirit is God. The that Holy means Ghost. We have God inside of us. We have the God who is He's love, He's light, He's dynamite, He's so much more. And so we'll talk more about that on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our co-host today is Jade Holofield. As today we're looking at the topic Love Gives. We'll be right back.
music of BB and CC Winans with For Unto Us a Child is Born. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our co-host today in studio is Jade Holifield, and we're looking today at the topic Love Gives. Father, thank you, Lord, for all those we've lifted up in prayer today. Thank you for every believer that's a part of our listening family today. We thank you and praise you for us, and thank you for your hand of grace upon us. Lord, today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today we say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high habitation. No evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling, for you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against the stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot because we have set our love upon you. Therefore, you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 You know, just a reminder that if you're, you're a listener... And you're not praying Psalm 91 every day. Today is a good day to start praying every (laughs) single day. Because remember, in this dangerous, crazy world we live in, no one can protect you like the Lord can. And praying Psalm 91 is a good way to mobilize the gifts and the blessings that come along with it as we pray it every single day. So if you'd like to get a copy, just email us. My email, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to email a copy to you. We're encouraging you to start praying it every day for you and your family. But remember, when you get these articles, one of our goals is you will take them and use them for you and your family, but that you forward them on to fellow workers, on the, you know, co-workers on your job, fellow church members, other people you may know. Because remember... The Christian life is, is all about ministry, and ministry is simply doing the will of God. And there's ministry all over the place, so much work that God wants to be done, and our job is to listen to the Holy Spirit to be a vessel through which he can pour his grace through. And when we obey God, the grace of God is flowing mightily in us, upon us, and through us as well. So just email us if you'd like to get a copy of the Psalm 91 prayer. We're glad for you to get it and pass it on to others as well. Again, Joseph at AFR.net. Mm-hmm. Did you have something you wanted to share? Yeah. Well, well, first of all, I love that you brought in BB and Cece with that song. Pastor Parker, you took me back. You took me back. No, mm-hmm. I was over here just thinking about love gives and how <clears throat> with when it comes to us as believers, like you said, God is love that I, I do also believe it starts in our home, you know, in our marriages with our, our families, with our extended families. I actually had a relative whom for some odd reason, she, she's just one of the most grumpiest people you ever be around. <laughs> Oh, Lord Jesus. She is so grumpy and it it rubs off on you. Right. And Mm. the Lord led me to send her a text. Um, 
the other day. And anywho, but make a long story short, all I'm trying to point out is when it comes to loving others, it's Mm -hmm. it's easy to love those that are easy to love. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge to love those that are not so easy to love. But those are the ones that God wants us to minister to, to be an example of. That's where you're going to grow. You don't grow when things are easy. You Mm -hmm. grow in the pressures of life. A lot of growth can happen in the midst of the storms. It really can. So, uh, you know, I think of this too. Uh, in Genesis chapter 15, uh, verse 1, the Lord says to, he's speaking to Abraham, but he's also speaking to us as well. And he lets Abraham know, uh, Abraham, I'm your shield and your exceedingly great reward. I'm your shield like and your e- exceedingly great reward. And remember this. So God himself is our reward. And so, you know, when you open the word of God and spend time in God's word every day, you're rewarding yourself. You're blessing yourself with a gift. And remember, too, again, as we look at the topic today, love gives. Remember, in life, the greatest thing we can give to someone is Jesus. We can share the gospel and share the word of God. The greatest thing we can give away is Jesus. And remember, keep this in mind. The greatest servant that ever walked the earth is Jesus Christ. So true. Yet at the same time, the greatest king that ever walked the earth is Jesus Christ. Uh, the God of the universe has walked the earth in Jesus Christ. And so if God, who is the greatest king, walk, when he walked the earth, he was the greatest king, yet the greatest servant. We need to understand that servanthood is a great privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, too often we may think, well, I want to become rich so I can have servants and folks do this for <laughs> me and do that. And people do this for me and I don't have to do this and that. Jesus came here as the greatest gift the world has ever received, the greatest king, but the greatest servant as well. And he calls us to imitate him. We're called to be servants. Therefore, our goal every day is to be the maximum blessing we can be to those around us. Mm -hmm. And that comes by walking with Jesus and listening to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows exactly how we can be the maximum blessing to those around us. And I also, I want to add, there are going to be times where you need to be honest with the Lord and say, Father, I need help in loving this person. Father, Mm -hmm. help me to love people the way you love people. It can be a challenge because sometimes we'll use excuses like, well, I'm not an extrovert or, well, I don't have this or I... or like Moses, you remember he said, I stutter. I was stuttering. Like we use these excuses. <laughs> Pastor Parker, you know, you chuckled because I was talking to you a few weeks ago. I was using some excuses to you and you looked at me and you so lovingly, but yet profoundly said, Jade, I need you to stop feeling sorry for yourself. <laughs> Man, I needed to hear that though. You mm-hmm. rebuked me to go. So because like there's a mission field that the Lord has for each and every one of us as believers. And we need to stop with the excuses. It's a lie from Satan. You know, Jet, you bring up a very important point because, you know, this is true in our humanness as believers. All of us want to feel sorry for ourselves. That's true for we every do. single one of us. Yeah. You can find the richest millionaire in the world. He or she feels sorry for themselves sometimes. Yeah. And someone else looking in might think, how in the world could he possibly feel sorry for himself <laughs> with all that he's got? Well, the fact is, in our humanness, we find a way. No yeah. matter how blessed we are, our flesh will find a way to feel sorry for ourselves. But on the other hand, when we recognize that we know Jesus Christ, we realize we are a gift to the world. Mm-hmm. And our job and our calling is to be the maximum blessing that we possibly can be to the world while we're here. You know, life is short. Yeah, Life is so, so short. Even if a person lives to be 105 or 120, the fact is life is still short. 
And the Word of God talks to us in 1 Peter chapter 4. This, this is a verse that is so powerful to me that I believe every one of us would be wise to really think and meditate on. Again, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it says, As each has received a gift, use it, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Mm. Or as another translation says, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. That's good. Now, remember, as believers, because we've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we have access to the ocean of God's grace, which, of course, that ocean is God himself. We have access to, you could call it our a grace account. And <laughs> I like that. Come we on. can withdraw grace from that for ourselves, for our families, but for the world as well. Yeah. And largely that happens through our prayer lives and through our obedience. But we're to be good stewards of that. And, you know... In view of the fact that you think of think of our grace account as being um, $10 million we have access to every single day. How tragic it is that too many believers come to their $10 million grace account and they may withdraw a dollar or two every day. Mm. How sad. We can be such a, a much greater blessing to the world if we choose to. Just like, for example, you know, the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's uh, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, okay? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Every word we speak is spirit, and it has power to it. We can make somebody's day with our words, mm-hmm. or we can ruin somebody's day with our words. Sure can. And the fact is, we in our, our spirit is like a bag full of words, words to give away. If we decide every day I'm going to bless those around me with my words, do you know our words can be a great gift to people? Absolutely. You know, words like, you know, I appreciate you. You know, you're a very gifted person. You know, you're this and, you know, positive things. You know, for some people, they need to hear words like that. Yeah. But then there are those people who they come in, they know how to ruin people's day real fast. My Lord. You know. <laughs> I do. I got a few uh, that comes to mind. Yeah. And, and the fact <laughs> is, but there's some people that yeah. sometimes you may work around them or you may live with some of them. But the fact yeah. is, people who speak words that seem like they just pour poison into your world. My Lord. How yes. tragic. Our words can be gifts, but, you know, when you speak the Word of God or speak words in line with the Word of God that bless and encourage others, you're a blessing wherever you go. Yeah, I agree. You know, my my husband and I were talking the other day, so growing up for him, he didn't hear much affirmations. And so me, I love words. Oh, my goodness. I'm a natural encourager, like an evangelist, like you've said. Mm -hmm. I studied evangelism in seminary school, but I I love encouraging my boo. I love it through the word of God. But one day I said to him, I said, you know, I needed to. We all need encouragement through God's word. Some of Mm -hmm. us, it becomes, it's it's like second nature. I talk for a living and then I married an introvert. So um, Mm -hmm. it takes a little bit more effort for him. But like you said, life and death, like the, the beauty of, knowing that as a believer, I can make someone's day by Mm -hmm. sharing the gospel, by sharing them. Hey, God loves you. Jesus Mm -hmm. loves you. Look, times I've done that too, like in in the checkout line at Walmart or some sort. Some people get a little, they feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And for for whatever reasons, you know, I'll say something like, you know, Jesus loves you. Mm -hmm. And I know it may sound cheesy, but it's the truth. He does. And so we need to do that. And it it, it actually can become a, um, what do you call it? Like an effect, like a, Triple effect? I have it. You mean as far yes, as? Yes, sir. Like it can rub off on other people where, mm-hmm. hey, I need to do that. One day I was in a in a line. I blessed the person behind me. Didn't even know them. You know, mm-hmm. be a blessing. Love gives, like you said. Finding mm-hmm. just different ways. And I told the woman when I paid for the person behind me, I said, tell them God bless them. 
Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they were a believer. But you see, just different ways that we can express the love of Christ. It, you know, in um, Operation Christmas Child, my husband and I did that this year. We did three children. That's mm-hmm. another form of expressing the love of Christ to others, through ch- to children. Through giving. Giving, yes. Christ was all about giving. And it reminded me where he says, I came here to serve, not to be served. He said that in Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, so how much more are we to serve others when our Savior did that? We think of Christmas as a time where people give gifts and they get gifts. But, you know, Jesus, who Christmas is all about, yeah, he came giving. And he gave the world the best gift they could receive was him, mm-hmm. himself. And, you know, the greatest gift that we can receive, of course, is receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So and so it's important that we as believers, we are to live a lifestyle of sharing the gospel. That should be a norm. And so believers that aren't involved in giving out gospel tracts or sharing their testimony as they go, just listening to the Holy Spirit about the most effective way to be fruitful in a given situation. We need to, many of us need to just say, Lord, and in fact, we're going to take a moment to pray about that now. Lord, in many ways, Lord, we have fallen short. Very often we've been about living life by ourselves and haven't been about the work of ministry. Father, we've sinned by not having loved you and loved others as we should have. We confess these, our shortcomings, by faith we repent of them. Forgive us, Lord, and Lord, anoint us afresh with, with the spirit of joy and the spirit of giving. Help us to know, Lord, that every day is a day to be involved in the work of the sharing the gospel. Every day is a day to be involved in the work of discipling others and pointing them to Jesus Christ. Help us to use our words, our actions, our attitude in such a way that our entire being is pointing people to Jesus Christ and living for him. Help us to make a habit of in- in- in challenging and encouraging others to start reading their Bibles every day and thus receive the blessing that flows into their lives as they open your word and spend time with you one-on-one. Help us to make it a goal to Pray for others and ask them regularly, how can I pray for you? And Lord, help us to make it a goal to really actually pray for them. Sometimes on the spot, but sometimes later on. But help us to be people who will bless others through our prayer lives as well. And help us to regularly encourage others with our words and our words of encouragement for your glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Today we're looking at the topic, Love Gives. We'll be right back.
Music of Michael W. Smith with Christmas Time. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Uh, we are privileged to have as our co-host today Jade Holyfield, and today we're looking at the topic Love Gives. And I want to challenge and encourage every single listener as we step in and move into the Christmas season or we're walking through the Christmas season. Decide that in the midst of your gift giving, give Everyone you give a gift to, give every one of them Jesus as well. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, amongst other things, pray, be, be very prayerful about this, but pray about every gift you give. Ask God to guide you in selecting gifts for people, but also put a gospel track or some sort of gospel or discipleship track in every gift you give away. Don't let one slip out of your hands without a gospel track in it. Why is that important? Because remember... You, the gift you give might be the only one that they receive this year that points them to Jesus Christ. And the fact is, all of us need to be living a lifestyle where we're continually pointing people to Jesus Christ because the world is trying to point them away from Jesus Christ. The world is trying to erase Christ out of the world, out of that person's world, if he possibly can. You be God's vessel to point them to Jesus Christ. So be prayerful about the gifts you give and selecting the gifts and also make it a goal to put gospel tracts or discipleship tracts in every gift you give away to. I want to share with you about one gift I want to ask, encourage you to prayerfully consider. It's a book I had the privilege of writing. It's called The Intercession Chronicles. It's, it's fiction, but it's very much a serious discipleship tool. It's meant to be a tool to help set your prayer life on fire, and it does have a prayer guide at the back of the book. It's a fun book to read, but it's a teaching tool to teach people about prayer and walking with God in prayers. Well, I'm going to take a moment to share an article that is an excerpt from my book, The Intercession Chronicles. The excerpt is enti- This article is entitled, The Cat from Heaven. Uncle Jesse, I want a cat, said Lizzie, my eight-year-old niece. Well, Lizzie, you need to talk to your mom. And the Lord about you getting a cat, I told her. I'd been visiting with my sister sister Elaine and my family and her family for three days and really enjoyed talking with little Lizzie. Lizzie had only recently accepted Jesus into her heart as her Lord and Savior, and I saw how she seemed to, to have a great hunger for the Word of God. She was reading her Bible every day, faithfully reading her three chapters a day, and she was really learning how to pray. If your mom says you can get you can get one, the Lord, the Lord has lots of cats. He does? Well, where does he keep them, Uncle Jesse? Well, I suppose he's got lots of them in heaven, I replied. Okay, well, I'm going to ask Mom, she said as she hurried out of the room. Mom, Lizzie said to her mother very enthusiastically, can I have a cat? No, you may not. We don't need a cat, said Lizzie's mom very firmly. Uncle Jesse said he thinks God has lots of cats in heaven, she responded very seriously. Oh, he did, did he? Elaine said with a slight smile on her face. 
No, we don't need a cat. Please, Mom, I'd, I'd take good care of him and you wouldn't have to do anything for her, pleaded Lizzie. Lizzie, I tell you what, Uncle Jesse thinks the Lord has lots of cats in heaven. You can have one if the Lord sends you one, said Elaine. And with that, Elaine assumed the matter was over. Little did Elaine realize that her words simply fired up her daughter Lizzie. Lizzie left the room where her mother was and went out and told Uncle Jesse, I'm going to pray to the Lord for the Lord to send me a cat. Mom said I could have one if the Lord sent me one. Well, Lizzie, I'm going to pray and believe the Lord with you for one, replied Uncle Jesse. Lizzie then marched out of the house and into the backyard, walked onto the back patio and got down on her knees and began to petition her Heavenly Father for a cat. About ten minutes later, Lizzie hurried back into the house. Mom, she shouted, the Lord sent me a cat. There in Lizzie's arms was a pretty gray and white, very frightened small kitten. Where did you get that cat, shouted her mother. I was in the backyard, and I had just finished praying for the Lord to send me a cat. Then all of a sudden, this kitten came flying from the sky and landed in the bushes. God sent me a cat from heaven, and he answered me real fast. Elaine was speechless, and she was also very unhappy with herself for her words that she had shared with her little Lizzie just a little while before. And just explanation, the change of scenes now, this is, this is now a scene in heaven between an angel by the name of Daniel and his supervising angel. Daniel, what is your main assignment today? Asked Isaac, the supervising angel. Well, my main task today is I'm to deliver a cat to Lizzie, Jesse's niece. Do you know where you're going to get the cat? I do indeed, responded Daniel with a smile. And then finally, a scene on earth. Pastor Johnson, a retired pastor who lived in the neighborhood, was a little frustrated. His cat had had a litter of five kittens. However, one of the little kittens seemed to be stuck up a small tree. The dog had frightened and chased the little gray and white kitten up a tree, and Pastor Johnson couldn't get the little one down. Well, an idea hit him. I'll take a rope, tie it to a tree, tie the other end to my car bumper. Then I can slowly pull the car forward and bend the little tree down low enough to rescue the kitten. Pastor Johnson said to himself, I'm a genius. Pastor Johnson's bright idea seemed to be working just fine at first. He slowly pulled the car forward and the little kitten uh, and the little tree did slowly bend down to a point where the little ki kitten could be reached. He then put his car in park marched around to and marched around to retrieve the little kitten. His great plans seemed to be working just fine. However, just before he reached the tree to rescue the kitten, the rope snapped from his bumper and and snapped from his bumper to the tree. The little tree became a catapult, snapped back upright, and the little kitten went sailing through the sky. Pastor Johnson looked and looked and couldn't find where the kitten went. And that was that. Again, that's an excerpt from the book, The Cat from Heaven. And uh, again, it's an excerpt from my book, The Intercession Chronicles. Again, now let me say this too. When, when you get the book, and I'm suggesting that you're getting the book, <laughs> the book is a tool for evangelism and discipleship. But I want you to note, like, for example, I, I had um, a relative who read the book and he seemed to think, well, like, these stories seem unrealistic. Let me share with you a secret about the book. Uh, the book utilized true stories, and of course, there, I. I adapted the stories from true instances of things that actually happened. There's an actual story that happened. It was very much like this story that I just read to you where 
This is what actually happened. Now, remember this. God can answer prayers any way he chooses to. He's God, okay? But the point is, though, so when you get the book, note this. Every story shared is based on a true story. And if you'd like to get a copy of the book, go to resources.afa.net at the AFA Bookstore. But again, this tool, but there are many other wonderful tools that can you, you can use that help share the gospel or point people to Christ or help them to grow up in their faith as well. So I would encourage you to be very prayerful about your gift giving this Christmas season. Jade, any thoughts that come to your mind that you wanted to share? That, I just, that was so cute encouraging and convicting. You know, I'm reminded where um, the Lord tells us in the word that we are to have a childlike faith. And what I started thinking while you were reading the story, I was thinking to myself about how I was when I was a little girl. I I believed everything somebody said to me. I was, I was a bit gullible back then, but what, but my faith was, I I, I believed the biggest things that the Lord could do like a any and everything. Whereas as I got older, it changed a bit. And so I was over Mm. here just sitting here thinking how a lot of things aren't happening in our lives because we're not praying about it. We're not Mm. believing him. And Isaac said this in one of the breaks, the producer, he said, you know, the scripture says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. And faith comes by how? The scripture says by reading the word, faith comes (laughs) by hearing, hearing the word of God. And so it's, that was encouraging. And I'm over here just thinking, okay, I need to up my prayer time more in certain areas where I've prayed, but because I didn't see it in the timing that I thought I sh- mm-hmm. that it should happen, I stopped. But yeah, and, and you know, I would say too that I think it's wise for us all to be mindful that our words of encouragement, encouraging other believers in their prayer life, yes. encouraging them in their study of the Word of God, encouraging them in their obedience can be life-changing mm-hmm. because for some people, they may hear a testimony like that and then think, you know, I need to be praying about so many more things. Yeah. And they begin to. And so sharing truths like that, you're giving yourself away. You're giving them a gift of encouragement. And life is to be full of us giving Jesus away, giving God's word away, giving God's wisdom away every day of our lives. Man, and praying about everything. The other day, my husband lost two things, two items. He always loses some. And so I've said to him many times, babe, have you prayed about it? Have you asked the Lord to bring it out? (laughs) I didn't. I took time to do it. And one of the items he left at a laundromat, I mean, it was just one thing. And I said, babe, I took time and prayed and I asked the Lord to reveal it to us. So we need to do that. Pray about everything. He can cares about us. That's right. That's right. Well, our time is just about completely gone, but just a reminder, if you want to get a copy of that article, we're glad to get it to you. That was good. Uh, I like that. Joseph at AFR.net is, I got to remember my email. (laughs) Joseph at AFR.net. We'll be glad to get it to you or any of the other articles that we share. And let me say this too. We're encouraging you regularly. Please email us to get the articles we we share with you about because they too are gifts to bless others tools to do evangelism, tools to do discipleship. And many times, one of these articles may be life-changing because the Holy Spirit in their heart will grab it and help them run with it and begin to apply that truth in their lives. Lord, thank you for the opportunity for us to be givers who give with purpose, like the wise men, gifts that are both prophetic and a great blessing. Help us to give those kinds of gifts this during this Christmas season beyond and anoint us with the spirit of wisdom and grace to be excellent in our selection of gifts to bless others and to point them to Christ all at the same time. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 
well as we normally do. Before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a wonderful day, a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step and ask him to come into your heart, would you simply from your heart pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. You said in your word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live for you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to connect with you and be in touch with you. Once again, my email is joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. And we'll be glad to. Uh, we want to share with you some literature and some resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please get in touch. Again, that email, joseph at AFR.net. And if you happen to want to get a copy of the article that we shared, Cat from Heaven, same email, joseph at afr.net. Well, thanks for listening. Again, keep in mind, make it your goal to live a lifestyle where you're giving of yourself. Because remember, love gives, and we're called to be imitators of God. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.